Hello and welcome to Hands-On Techie Talks, where we talk about all things creation and innovation for kids like you. We are two girls who are current students and future engineers who love using technology to solve the problems that we see around us. My name is Danielle Boyer, and I'm a young Indigenous educator, author, and robot maker. And I'm Vinia Gunashaker, a 13-year-old changemaker who loves robots, helping my community, and protecting our environment. This podcast is sponsored by the STEAM Connection, where we make accessible, affordable, and diverse science, technology, engineering, art, and math educational resources for kids and build up future STEAM superheroes. You can learn more and start making your own robots now at www.steamconnection.org. You can also follow along with each episode at, at www.steamconnection.org slash hands-on, where we have really cool activity sheets and resources for you to continue your learning even at home. Welcome to season two of Hands-On Techie Talks. We had so much fun last season. We had a plastic mini-series. We talked about how technology can be used to save animals from extinction. We talked about politics, robots, fossils, the environmental impact of 3D printing, bacteria, and so much more. I've loved every single second. We'll be continuing on with fun content for you, and we cannot wait. Before we dive into our new topic, I wanted to share a couple of fascinating facts that relate to our topic. Let's see if you can guess what we're going to be talking about. The first fact is that phytoplankton are tiny plants that we can't even see with the naked eye. But amazingly, they produce half the oxygen in the world. Also, for another fact, the sundew is a plant that feeds on insects. In one summer, a sundew plant can catch as many as 2,000 insects. That's crazy. Wow, those really are some fascinating facts, Danielle. Our new mini-series is all about growth relating to plants and how we can foster growth through farming and gardening and why it matters. I'm really looking forward to not only this new season, but also to this awesome mini-series. I think it'll really help us learn more about how we can help our world. My favorite part of last season was talking about how we can not only help the world around us, but how we can also help ourselves by supporting our mental health. This is so important, and I was really happy to talk about that last episode, especially about our lives as minorities, and for me as someone who is a first-gen. We can't help others if we don't help ourselves, and I think here at Hands-On Techie Talks, we are making strides in the right direction. I totally agree. This new mini-series on growth and plants was actually inspired by two people that I admire very, very much, Chunder Payne and Stephen Ritz, two changemakers who grow food and educate others. Chunder is 18 years old, and he's an activist who grows fresh produce to help homeless youth. The work that he's doing is so, so cool. Stephen is a South Bronx educator who's grown more than 100,000 pounds of vegetables while helping students learn in new and exciting ways. Check them out online and learn about the awesome stuff that they're up to. I recently saw Chunder on the National Geographic website. So they're doing some awesome things that you're going to totally love. So be sure to check them out. Wow, Danielle, they sound so inspiring. I got to learn about Chunder at the Brower Youth Award Ceremony, and he is so awesome. This is a great opportunity for continued learning after this episode ends. Take some time to learn about Steven and Chunder and write down some fun facts that you learn about them. A couple of episodes ago, we did a fun National Geographic kids quiz that all of you loved and have asked for more of, so I wanted to jump off this new season with a fun quiz, but I wanted to change it up a little and test our knowledge, so we will be taking a plants quiz by Smart Class for Kids. All right, let's take it. So let's open it up and check out the first question. So there seems to be 10 questions. I don't know about you, but I honestly am not really up to date on my plant knowledge. I used to learn a lot about it when I was younger. And nowadays I spend a lot of time in learning about 
things that are focused on my industry and engineering. And I often don't have the time to learn about things that really do matter, especially in my culture. So I am really looking forward to using this new mini series as an opportunity to learn more things that I haven't, you know, uncovered in a super long time. So I'm going to actually read the first question and together we're going to try to see uh, what the answer is. So the first question is, where do plants start their life cycle? So the options for this question are soil, roots, seed, and leaves. So those are some really interesting options. So um, I'm pretty sure it's seed um, because when I'm planting things in the garden, I start out with seeds. Plant grows from there when I take care of it and when I water it and when I give it sunlight. So that's why I think the answer is seed. I also think that the answer is seed. That's a great way of explaining it, Danielle. Question number two. What is the process called in which plants make their food? This is a really interesting question. So the options are germination, photosynthesis, seedling, chloroplast. Chloroplast sounds like a type of bleach. It, it really does. <laughs> I believe that the answer is photosynthesis. Photosynthesis is the process by which green plants and some other organisms use sunlight to make foods from carbon dioxide and water. So it seems like that would be the correct answer then. So I'm going to select it and we'll see afterward if we're right. The next question is, how are seeds spread or seed dispersal? So this is a really hard question because I honestly don't really think about it that much. When I want to grow things and when I want to plant things, often I get the plants from family members and then I plant the plants, right? But I do know sometimes my dad gets really upset when weeds go into our yard because they blow over from the neighbor with wind. The seeds do. The options are animals, air, and water. And I just mentioned air. So I honestly think it's all of the above because an animal could eat something that had seeds in it and then poop it out and something could grow from that, right? I have actually never thought about seed dispersal at all. So this is a pretty cool question. So let's go on to the next question, which is which gas help plants to make food? The options are carbon dioxide, oxygen, nitrogen, and air. So when looking at these options, it can be a little tricky at a first glance, but let's look at what the definition of specifically carbon dioxide is, because that's what I think the answer is. Carbon dioxide is necessary for life on Earth. When animals breathe out, they release carbon dioxide into the air. Plants use this carbon dioxide to make their own food in a process called photosynthesis. Plants then release oxygen into the air for animals to breathe in. And we also breathe it in too. So when they refer to animals, they're also referring to us. Often I don't think of it in terms of plants and food. So I thought that this was really interesting. Question number five, which part of the plant absorbs water? The roots, the stem, the leaves, or the twigs? I think the answer is the leaves because when it rains, the little droplets usually hit the leaves of a plant. So I think it's root. Um, so when I water plants, what I often water is the roots, right? What? Really? So when I water plants, I water the roots. And I remember my mom telling me that if you put water on the leaves of the plants, it could actually be really dangerous for them. So that's why I think that it's the roots. Um, I also remember learning more about roots and that they actually pull water up out of the ground and into the plant to nourish it. I usually put the water in the soil. The roots are in the soil. The roots can absorb the water. <laughs> Question number six. Which one gives leaves their green color? And the options are plant cells, chlorophyll, carbon dioxide, and nitrogen. I think the answer is chlorophyll because I remember reading that 
Chlorophyll is basically a green pigment that is in all green plants, and it's responsible for the absorption of light to provide energy for photosynthesis. I also agree with you. I do think that it is chlorophyll. Question number seven. In what order does water pass through plant parts? So the options are kind of long, so let's kind of break this down. The first option for me is roots, leaves, and then roots. That doesn't really make any sense that water would pass through the roots and then go up to the leaves and then pass through the roots again, right? That doesn't make any sense. So let's kind of check that off. And this is a good test taking uh, technique, by the way, is when you're taking a test and uh, you check off or mark off the answers that don't look right. And if you can narrow it down to often two answers that seem kind of correct, you have 50-50 chance of uh, being right. Next option is roots, leaves, fruits. And not every plant has fruit. So I don't know if this is a realistic answer. The next option is stem, leaves, roots. And we talked about how the roots absorb water first. So it wouldn't make sense for it to go through a plant stem and then the leaves and then the roots. It would be something like the opposite. The very last option is roots and then stem and then leaves. I I think it's roots, stem, leaves. So I'm going to go with the very last option, Yep, I'm going to go with root stem leaves too. As we talked about in our earlier question, when it rains, um, the water immediately goes to the roots. And um, from the roots, it can go to the stem and then to the leaves. I think this uh, test that you're putting us through, Finia, is actually really helpful with reasoning and logic to help us understand more about things that we may not see in our everyday lives. Like we have plants, but we're not often opening up the plant to see how scientifically it works. A lot of our work is very engineering focused. It is very environmentally focused. But as we've seen in this uh, series overall, environmentally focused work can mean many different things. So it doesn't always just mean growing things. It can mean sustainable design. It can mean making sure materials leave the environment better than when it left it. Kind of looking at all these options and learning about different aspects of our environment is so important. And that can be a little bit hard because I know for you and I, it's it's really putting us out of our comfort zone. This is something that we both don't know a lot about. While it's heavily tied, honestly, to both of our cultures, both of us really don't know that much about it. So I think that this uh, mini-series is going to help us learn a lot about ourselves And it's also going to help us learn about how we can help create life, even in our own backyard. If Danielle ever posts a blooper blooper reel of this episode, um, we've spent more than 30 minutes on this. Okay, so the next question is, from where do plants take their energy to make their food? And the options are soil, water, sun, and oxygen. What do you think? I think the answer is the sun. I also think that it's the sun, and I think that because earlier we were talking about photosynthesis and chlorophyll and the color green in plants, the topic of sun was brought up a lot. Plants take their energy from the sun to make their food. Question number nine. Which part of the plant attracts insects to help with pollination? And the options are leaves, fruits, flowers, and roots. And I think it's fun that fruits and roots uh, rhyme. Yep. Okay, so to answer this question, let's think about uh, maybe we're sitting outside and we see a bee whiz past us. Uh, Bees have a very important role in our environment. But when we see a bee, where does the bee go on a plant? The bees usually go to the middle of the flower to pollinate it. 
Uh, yeah, so the bee goes straight to the plant, and that is where the bee helps pollinate the plant. So thinking about that from this logic, I think the flowers would be the answer of what attracts insects. A bee is an insect. So the last question is, which part makes the food for the plant? And we've had a bit of a talk about this, but the answers are the leaves, the soil, the stem, and the fruits. I think the answer is leaves out of all the options, because as we talked about earlier, we talked about photosynthesis, and photosynthesis is the process of leaves absorbing sunlight to make food for the plant. So when um, the leaves absorb sunlight, it gives the plant a free five-course dinner. I also agree with you, Vinia. Wow, I got 100%. How did you do, Vinia? Also got 100. So I guess that means we got all the answers right. Yay! I think this is really cool because, as I said before, we haven't learned a lot about these topics. So to be able to get the answers correct is really, really special, and it shows that we're going to continue learning through the season as well, alongside all of you. And there's actually a plants quiz too. So let us know in our discussion and comment box if you want us to take the second quiz. Wow, that was so much fun. There are more quizzes on the website too to test your knowledge and understanding about plants. I know it was exciting for me, so I'm sure it'll be exciting for you too. And who knows, you may know way more about plants than we do, which is why during this mini series, we're going to have special guests on to help educate us and you at the same time. And I'm so, so excited. So let's talk a little bit about plants and the role that they play in our everyday lives. Every day I eat plants, I see plants outside, and many of my clothes are actually made of plants too. Growing plants around your home or at your school supports us in many different ways all around the world for many different reasons, whether they be cultural, educational, or personal like a hobby. Yeah, I totally agree. Plants are everywhere and often they go completely unnoticed. We don't even think about it. Uh, They also play a huge role in engineering, which is the part that I'm personally very interested in. I also think about how I can better use plants to make inventions and to make materials that can easily biodegrade into the earth. And we've talked before in previous episodes about biodegradation and what that means and different types of materials that can biodegrade. Well, nothing biodegrades better than plants. And learning more about this is really interesting. And you can even make plastics from plants. But this does not mean that they're always good for us or helpful but it means that we can use plants in many, many different ways. I think that this mini-series is going to be very interesting because we're going to delve into the role that plants have in things like engineering, design, and manufacturing, but we're also going to be learning about the role of gardening and farming with plants and how we can create food. This is a really important thing to talk about because in many areas, it is hard for people to be able to get food imported. So if you live in a rural area or somewhere that it's hard to ship food in, a lot of the food that is sent in is super, super expensive, especially healthier foods. And that can be really dangerous to a community. It can result in any health problems. So it is important for a community to be able to grow food so that they can eat it, especially if they're in that rural area. And this is a problem that we still experience today. A lot of people don't know about it, but it happens all over the world. It's very important for many communities to be able to grow food, to be able to eat. And uh, different environmental impacts do affect the ability to grow food uh, safely. 
Um, if our soil or our water has different metals in it or has different chemicals in it or has dangerous pollution in it, that can be super, super scary because it can leach into the food and make it so that people can't eat it or if they do eat it, they could get sick or worse. So the role that plants have in the world around us, the role that even pollination has in the world around us is super important. And I'm looking forward to delving more into this and I'm really looking forward to it because I think it's going to answer a lot of questions and kind of tie a lot of the environmental topics we've been discussing together. And I just think it's really interesting because I've actually been working on an invention involving different plants, uh, things like uh, coconut husks even. So I'm super excited to talk about this and to learn more about the very vast world that is growth and how we can grow things for a better world. I'm really looking forward to this mini-series, too, so we'll see you all next episode. So thank you so much for tuning into this episode and for hearing us take that really fun quiz. Make sure to check it out if you're interested. Also, if you want to follow along with our episodes, be sure to check out our website at www.steamconnection.org slash hands-on for more. And I'm really excited for this mini-series. It's something that Vinny and I are really interested in learning more about. So we're excited to learn alongside you and alongside all of our awesome guests that we'll be having. So be sure to tune in every single week on Tuesday. Thank you so much and have a great week.